We dedicate this episode to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Desmond Franklin, and every other Black life snuffed out too soon at the hands of a police officer or taken due to unacknowledged racism in this country's DNA. It's time for a change, and we're proud to be a part of that conversation. We are at a point where we cannot turn back. We have their attention, and it's time to continue the fight and create real change. Remember to vote in your local elections, because change starts in your community first. Thanks for listening. What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Savannah. And this is Garrett. Welcome to the Talk Your Talk podcast, episode six. We are here, we are ready to chat. And frankly, we got a lot to say because apparently nobody heard us last episode. I feel like they heard us and it's like the world just uh, kept on moving. It, we just got trucked. You know? like, excuse you. Excuse you. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. So, yeah. So, our, so y'all heard us, but maybe the world just didn't get the memo that niggas are tired. Niggas is tired. Black people are tired all over the world and... I think that this is the start of something real. It better be. I feel like there's no turning back from here. I'm just... But let's not start with that. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope this week's been a little bit better than last week. Uh, Sorry we didn't give you an episode last week. Minds were heavy. Hearts were heavy. Niggas were tired. Couldn't articulate how we felt. I, I know I couldn't. I felt all my words were going to social media and protesting and using my voice loudly to yell to the heavens, I guess. And... Yeah, demand change so yeah, we needed a break I needed a mental break so hopefully this week was better for you hopefully you were able to go outside do something that you love some hobby of yours take your mind off of the constant fight that we are now in for black people I feel like we're always in it but now I feel like the entire world is yeah. is with us so it feels a little different so hopefully everyone's able to yeah. collect themselves a little bit and have a little bit a better smile on their face than yeah. last week a little bit, hopefully. Just a little bit, hopefully. Maybe like just a little bit, just a little bit. But yeah, so we're gonna go into culture cops. Um, you all know what culture cops are if you listened to the last episode. It's our way of reminding you what happened in the past few weeks via social media and things that you should be aware of. Culture cops. Get your culture cop the way you get your copy sneakers. I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> culture I'm- cops. The world is burning. <laughs> yeah. Literally, the world is on fire. Anyway, um, so first culture cop, uh, in the midst of everything that's happening in the world uh, and the very real realization that black lives matter and people understanding it, you still have trolls. And I just don't understand why you have so much time on your hands to also feel the need to say out loud, loud and wrong. You're loud and wrong (laughs) that white lives matter and all lives matter. Please don't come at me while all lives matter because they don't matter until black lives matter. So please kick rocks with no shoes on and keep that shit to yourself. How many people have you deleted in the last couple weeks? Too many because I'm over it. Let me not say that because honestly, I haven't deleted a lot of people. People have been like on it. Now, brands, brands that I've had to cancel in the Mm -hmm. last few weeks. Yeah. But I brought up white lives and all lives matter because right as everything was kind of popping off with the riots in Minnesota and everything and All Lives Matter and White Lives Matter started trending at number one in the U.S. And of course, me and my anger, I said, what in the literal hell is going on? I click on it and it's hilarity because K-pop fans worldwide are trolling the hashtag and using K-pop videos. And I was like, oh, this is hysterical. Okay. So we're actually, we're actually fighting the cause on the opposite side of the cause. I'm here for it. So that was hysterical. But how many people have you deleted? Have you deleted people or are you just focusing on brands? Um, I've deleted a few people. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's important for people to be aware. And if you were able to post, um, pictures of your dog and you running outside and your brunch or whatever you've been able to do and act like your blissful existence. Yeah. Your blissful existence. I just, I guess I have. I had no tolerance for that this week. I had no patience yeah. for it's people gone. ignoring it's gone. what was going on in the world. So, um, If you didn't break your Instagram yeah. feed's model or mold to like post a black square, honestly, I looked at you a little crazy. If I looked at your story and there was also nothing on your story and there hasn't been anything for two weeks, I'm not going to hold you. I looked at you a little crazy. I did. I love you. But I, I for sure looked at you a little bit crazy. I said, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. I even, I like cross-reference people's Facebooks. Because I was like, maybe you're not on Instagram that often. <laughs> 
Let me see what the Facebook's talking about. I was doing my research. It's crazy out here. But um, I mentioned the Black Square because Blackout Tuesday happened last week. Um, Social media did its best to make sure that people were in solidarity by blacking out their social media. I really hope people took the time to just kind of take a break, like take a mental break. I think a lot of people were using it as a way to obviously speak out on what's going on in the world. Uh, If you don't know what's going on in the world, you're living under a rock. Please don't ask. Just open Instagram, open Twitter. But yeah, that was interesting, mostly because people didn't realize that they were flooding the Black Lives Matter hashtag and it was taking valuable information away from the uh, Right. I felt, well, at least on my timeline, I I saw a lot of people kind of hitting the brakes on that. Mm. So I saw people saying, hey, yo, we are flooding the Black Lives Matter timeline. We are, the threads are being all messed up. Yeah. it was people black. can't get their like, information. The pages were black. We're not seeing any police brutality now. Yeah. So we can call it out. Yeah. Um, but by the end of the day, I felt it was a they little bit better. Yeah, they I got it the a little better. Together by the end of the day, people started posting hashtag Blackout Tuesday versus Black Lives Matter. So. I think the problem is we have so many new allies, people who are just like, just trying this to is hard. blatantly wrong yeah. that they see they see like oh let me help but it's like okay yeah. well you need to follow the protocol you gotta follow the protocols the- of these organizations that are helping you because you know we have to we have to help the fight we need to work together you can't just post rogue and yeah. do what you wanna yeah, do yeah you gotta you gotta you know? stay in line but we still appreciate you. If you would, if you decide to be a part, I appreciate it. I hope that you took that day to read up on something. If you're new to the cause, if you're old to the cause, I hope that you took that day to take a break. Because as someone who's been doing this, honestly, since high school, I thought about it the other day. I was like, dang, at Shaker, we have this thing called Student Group on Race Relations. That's all about teaching younger students from high school students about racism. So I've been doing this crap since high school. So if you're like me and you're 10 plus years in this joint, I hope you took a break. It just took a deep dag on breath because this crap is a lot. But on a happier note, we definitely got uh, some spiritual happiness. Why? Because Kirk and Fred hopped on Versus TV and gave us the definition of black gospel music and my childhood come to life. We come did. to life. That was a lot of good gospel. And it was right on time Man. You know, for the world to be crumbling. And um, I think the start of the protest, I feel like, you know, morale was down. Yeah. And I thought that that just that was like the prayer before we uh, before we went to battle because we have been protesting ever since. We've been, That's a good way to We've been that. marching, you know. I yeah. feel like it just kind of fired everyone up to yeah. calm their spirits. Hey, yeah. we're, we're doing this for our humanity and yeah. we're doing this because that's the thing praise and worship music changes things yeah like got, like music. got calm and hype at the same yeah. time and i feel like things have just been moving steadily yeah. along since then let the spirit move god came in and said well Zam, here's a little bit of peace yeah the last Take three a break the last three verses were dope yeah it was good it was good the last three were dope but kirk and uh fred popped up on the kids gave us some joy in our spirits on a sunday and uh like you said it was needed it's very needed um one last thing about the blackout tuesday uh for our allies who are helping mm-hmm. uh, i appreciate you and i appreciate you posting all the time but can we not post um cops uh hugging protesters oh, please get and little whack little black kids or cops kneeling because oh, what does that do what what change does that create them kneeling um to me uh, as some rappers have put it, like the famous Guap Dad 4000 <laughs> and other people, um, that's copaganda. Um, yeah. They're not creating any change None. within their system. If they, if you cannot find a paper trail of things that they are putting in place nope. and implementing to help out the black community and you ch- keep it and change the police brutality, I don't want to see it, man. I don't want to see little black kids crying with mm. cops, shooting basketball with yeah, no. kids in the hood in yeah. the summertime. I don't want to see any of that. No change what you're doing and then we'll talk but yeah. until you police the black community responsibly and 
teach show us a little bit of respect, then you can keep all that propaganda. I'm good on it. Um, Stop I've called, trying to pacify the movement. Right. I tried. That's exactly what you're doing. Like, you are. No. You're. You're making it. We we have short attention spans. We like oh, if you hug them long enough, they'll eventually. Yeah. You see, like oh man, uh, I guess cops is really changing. We're doing it, y'all. No, because no, then as soon as that video goes off, they are Back pepper spraying our asses man. and rubber bullet the shit out of us. Kids. So uh, as much as the good cops speak up, if you are a good cop then you know what you can do you can speak up you can be like that black uh, the black officer in Atlanta who made that white Drop cop them. run the hell away boy and, yeah. like and she was a woman show out sis show out and I'm not even gonna hold you cause I watched a video today that was talking about like the love between a black woman and a black woman but honestly black women are the most disrespected and unacknowledged individuals in the room and yet she still took the time to stand up and say absolutely freaking not so, Absolutely not. So if Pull she can up. do it, y'all can do it too. So if you're a good cop, do your thing and speak up. Cause I, that's really all it requires. Like, that's it. That's it. Just say something. Like, you shouldn't be so afraid. Like, you shouldn't have so much fear in your heart about doing the right thing that you sit by and let the wrong thing happen. Right. A hundred bet, a hundred cops all in the room and ten are bad, and the, nobody the speaks whole up. Lot's bad. You got a hundred and ten bad cops. That's here, what so. I'm saying. Like, like if you look at. Or all hundred bad cops. Sorry, yeah, you get my math. You get my math. Yeah, we we got you. (laughs) But like, if you look at the and and, I swear to God, police are the police and maybe like like law in general. Those are the only professions where if someone does something wrong, it's like a slap on the wrist and ignored. If a doctor kills someone in the ER, it is investigated. If it is decided and determined that it's murder, that doctor is done. Period. I just did. Did you see that the Instagram post? And I gotta check how much this is true because Instagram be Instagramming. But the like beauticians. Oh no and, no, that's not a joke. And like barbers. That's not a joke. Need have they, more hours. That's not a joke. Too, than cops. Like, like that. Like you, that's not okay. Yeah. How can like you carry a if, weapon and police when you're a young kid or you're fresh out of high school and just become an officer? No, no. What do you know of the world? Like what training have you had? That's. I don't know. We need to normalize speaking out against police and normalize saying like, yo, this is not okay. Like, it's not, I'm not against you just because I criticize all the bullshit that you do and speak up against your brutality. That's not, that's not speaking up against you. I still love my country. I love my country because I speak up against you. And that's just you trying to deflect. It's kind of gaslighting if you think about it. Like you telling me that I don't love my country because I speak up against like the military spending too much money I mean, but or like, police beating the hell out of us. But like, you saying, oh, thing. you don't love my country. Don't gaslight me no, like that. No, but like, here's the thing. Racism is so embedded in America that being pro-black is somehow mm-hmm. seen as anti-American. Mm-hmm. That is race. Like that is racism. In Equality in general is looked at as uh, uh, that's as, so anti-American. As, as it's anti-American. not for the patriot. Man, get that crap out of here. But like I said, if it were, if beauticians and barbers are required more hours than people in the police academy, that's a problem. If you do something wrong, the same way that a pilot does something wrong and their license is taken, like look, there was a whole movie about it. Didn't look at a whole movie about it. If a doctor kills somebody in an ER, their 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 licensing is stripped. Right. But if an officer kills somebody. There's a slap on the wrist and then move yeah. forward? Absolutely not. Right. But again, we'll get into that. Um, we'll go to some more good news. We're going to try to jump back and forth because there's a lot of bad news. Yeah. Just we're going, that's bad. So what about we're going, Juneteenth? We're going to hop back into this. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know who Juneteenth, so I'm actually really excited about this. So Juneteenth is a Memorial Day for a lot of those in the black community who are aware of our history. But to make it very simple, on June 19th, uh, 1865, uh, that was the last day that the last slaves were made aware of the fact that slavery was done. Mm-hmm. Now, let's be very clear. 1865 is two and a half years after Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. Mm-hmm. So that means that down south, the white folks were still out here buck wilding with their slaves. Right, like big Texas. Chilling. Like Texas. Yeah, yeah, no. Out here, big, big wilding down south in uh, the Jim Crow states. But uh, Juneteenth was the day that the last official slaves were released from slavery and it was made official that black people were no longer 
uh, property. Uh, then a bunch of other crap came into play. We're not going to get into that. So Juneteenth is a celebration every year. Uh, June 19th that we do our best to make sure as a nation of black people or as a community of black people rather that we are celebrating the influence that we've had, the resilience that is within us, uh, the things that we have gone through to simply be where we are today. Um, and so it's actually being celebrated this year. There's a lot of people who are throwing parties. There's different festivals and food that's being earned festivals that are having uh, food and things along those lines. So be on the lookout for that. I know that there's one, if I'm correct, there is one that's happening in Cleveland, but it might just be like a few people getting together. But like mm. I've seen flyers and people are doing like Juneteenth stuff. How hard would it be to make white people cancel July 4th oh, when they serious? love so much? And oh. let's, let's just switch it to Juneteenth. We'll do oh. something else for July 4th. We'll do, we'll still do Independence Day, but I feel but like But here's all the, the gag. F- people are boycotting Independence Day this year too. I mean, what is there to be proud of right yeah. now? Your president has done some terrible things and is hiding in a bunker. <laughs> look, look, and look, and that was another one. They they started calling Trump Bunker Boy and Bunker B all weekend. I said, oh, Bunker Bitch, that's deep. Yikes. Yikes. Am I opposed to it? No, but yikes. Yeah. Like, what are we celebrating July 4th for? Like, if we're still in the same position... Which I hope we are. ...on July 4th of 2020... I hope so. Right. If we're we're still Mm -hmm. protesting, which we should be, there's no reason for us to celebrate July 4th. And if anything... Or I celebrate the protesters. Yeah. I celebrate... During the fireworks, we're going to go ahead and protest this. Since you're so comfortable trying to ignore the fact that... Racism is still happening in this country. We're going to go ahead and protest your fireworks. I feel like we have to. And I feel, I don't know. I feel like you can't really have fireworks because of Corona. Like, we're still in the Rona. Rona hasn't gone anywhere. Oh, people forgot that. Like, I feel like we've gotten more tests. So maybe the numbers have helped with that. Like, we're stabilizing a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. we're getting more tests out there. Mm-hmm. We're, we're testing more. We're getting people in. We're not flooding the hospitals. But... We still have to social distance, so there's really no need to be like. If you aren't protesting, honestly, if you're not protesting, that's I'm the only. Sure that's my only excuse for um, being in a crowd. For the being in a crowd right now, because Black lives are worth uh, are worth you are worth a little, a little sacri- sick. Yeah, a little possibly. Because honestly, if you put your mask on, you're fine. I've been to three protests and I'm fine. Like you're mindful. You keep your distance. You put on your mask. You wash your hands. Not that hard. But yeah, um, people have forgotten that coronavirus is a thing. People are outside, big kicking it in big crowds. I've been to a few barbecues, but even the barbecues were small. There were small amounts of people. Yeah, I went to a cookout so, yesterday. See? It was small. It's small. Keep it small. Keep it safe. Um, but yeah, so on the lovely topic of Trump, he definitely, and on the day that America was literally burning, um, Donald Trump had the White House shut clean off. Clean off. It was oh, dark. The lights were off. Lights right. were off, off. That's a great representation of... Of who um, he is as a person is, yeah. and his administration as a whole. Yeah, they're dark. They're quiet. They have nothing to say. And they know how to hide out really well. And because we had jokes for yeah. him the entire time... The whole time. Um, when the D.C. was having their protests and rallies, he decided to tear gas uh, protesters in front of the famous church where a lot of presidents go. Uh, all the presidents go there for like photo ops or to go there for church on Sundays and show their faces and stuff but Trump didn't do any of that he didn't speak in front of it all he did was tear gas protesters (laughs) and then stand in front of it with his bible which I'm pretty sure was upside down I don't think he opened it just cleared him out such an idiot and took pictures he said excuse me you're, you're taking away from my photo op and, please go Cheeto Puff and I don't think he understands that like the history of a white guy holding a bible the way is so problem like is, is so problematic like, the it's triggering used, um sicking the dogs on people sicking the dogs on them that's all of that is literally um, racial and slave rhetoric right when the looting starts the shooting starts like I don't like think, what yeah the stuff he says is just so inflammatory. He is the definition of the daggone match that's gonna light everything. We have to vote him out, y'all. We Hopefully y'all get that, though, because people out to. here are still big Trump support, but that's neither here nor there. Um, he also made a lovely comment that George Floyd would be smile or is smiling down because the unemployment rate went down by 3%. Um, he's not proud of anything because this country killed him. But he, right, like, he oh, cares he, about them. He's happy. Rate. He's a happy, it's a he's happy, a happy day. happy angel. Happy day. Like, no one, I... I wish I could be that tone deaf. Like, to live, honestly, to be that, that oblivious, level of privilege. Yeah, to is be that just oblivious to the world or just not that, top-notch. not give a shittery. I don't even know if that's a word, but to not get a shivery of, it is today. of Trump. 
of just being able to say, oh, it's a good day. Like, everyone's happy when your country has not stopped protesting for At least ever. 14 days. You have 50, all 50 states protesting. All 50. And, but plus, here's the thing. Plus 18 countries. But here's the thing. They're not just protesting in the U.S. They're burning crap to the ground. And we'll get into that during Bridge Talks. But, like, I don't understand. Like, the only thing you can say is when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And sick the dogs on them. But again, we'll get into like, oh my god. Right. But but with the white protesters that were protesting the stay inside order, you said to listen to them, give give them a little bit. It'll it'll go a long way. All right. And then okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. You know. It's- cool. So in case you're wondering what privilege is, that's privilege. In case you're in, in case you're still a little confused as to what privilege is, privilege mm-hmm. is being able to turn the White House off and it'd be okay. Privilege is being able to tell the police to be nice to the white protesters, but to make sure that you're tear gassing and sicking dogs on ones that are simply asking to be heard because... Shoot, no, as long as it's about haircuts, you are fine. You may scream and cuss in in any police officer's face. Yeah, spit on if you want to. But as soon as you start protesting humanity and black humanity... Black humanity especially. uh, Shoot, they will even beat... You've gone too far. You will beat... They will beat white white girls up. Yeah, they'll they'll beat up the white girls. They'll beat up everybody on that case. They're like, oh, you're, you're, you're with the Negroes? So that's why I see change is because you see older white people getting pepper spread in the face and tear gas yeah. and beat with belly clubs along it's with like, it's little like blonde watching, white girls along with me. So yeah. It's um, like watching the civil rights movements all over again. Except, mean, except in color this time. Yeah, it's I mean, supposed to black and white. It's in color. I mean, so many people wanted to be hippies anyway. and it's like, That's the era you wanted to live in. So Welcome. Because we it are. wasn't all freaking roses and flower crowns. But on a happier note, outside of the nation burning to the ground, um, people, like you said, it's a little bit different this time. People are getting it. Uh, the Marines have banned the Confederate flag displays which you know took you long enough but I guess we should be happy with the pacification that people are trying to put in now I mean whatever your people we went to war with the confederacy so I just don't understand why that wasn't already for the military to be didn't they lose yeah I just so if you lost why Germany would never let the Nazi flag it's actually illegal but here it's like you're allowed to but it's proud you're proud of it here so I just don't see and (laughs) what yeah (laughs) But that's a culture cop. The military finally got on board. Well, let me let me, sorry, let me clarify. The Marines got on board. Um, and and then Virginia with its oh, its awful history. Uh, Virginia is now knocking down all of its monuments, which mm-hmm. mean that Especially schools. In yep. Which mean that which means that schools that are being named or have been named after Confederate leaders and people who are clear, very proud supporters of um, vehement racism and slavery. All that crap's gotta go. So I just. I, I just I feel good. I feel so good for the black students who have gone to schools named after people who were active in the KKK, active in these terrible Confederate institutions. So now you it's know. Just, yeah, now it's just a time. We are at a place now where uh, people are listening, people are open, and we can talk about like, oh, hey, by the way, let's talk about uh, what this system is built on. What this country is built on is just pure racism and hate yeah. throughout time. So it's yeah. easy to call stuff out in the noun, but let's let's go back and talk about why we got here, like how, how we, got, we here. got here. And let's talk about the why. Like the yeah. how and the why. Yeah, the how and the like why of how we got here. So, we can fix the now. Yeah. Cause, because you could, you could, we, at least we're going to try. We're absolutely going, we're absolutely going to try. To I mean, we are things. trying. I mean, look at look at the little things that are changing. The um, the officers getting charged this mm-hmm. week. That's because of the protests. Like, they absolutely. were they weren't going to charge were all those, those four. No, no. We did off. that. Uh, the, the FBI opening up the opening investigation up for Breonna Taylor. Yep. We did that. Yeah. Uh, all the investigations of, shoot, the the black guy, the, the young black man that was in the mat. Oh, my at God. At his gym. Oh, my God. That story, I don't know enough about gym. it. I don't know if... I think, or was that a guy or a girl? No, it was a guy. And his, or, and his, and organs, his organs were missing. Were missing. But See, it was there a suicide. Was that one. Yeah, they labeled that one a suicide. Mm-hmm. And there was another one of a black girl who was in the military. And they found her in her, um, they found her in her bunker, 
teeth, her teeth were loose. She was beaten. There was acid, acid poured on her, on her genitalia mm-hmm. and something else. And they ruled it a suicide out of the military. And I said, okay. Like, there's so many cases of things that are coming to light. That are coming so, to light that we had no idea, no idea even happened. Or they tried to sweep it under the rug. And it's going to take a long time. Hell high water. It's, uh, I heard on a podcast this week, um, this is not a speedboat. This is a ocean liner. This yeah. is a slow, a slow and steady process. process. So we need to stay vigilant. We have to stay active. You I feel like consistent. all we have talked about is this. And that is all that I really want to talk, talk about, about right, right now, now is is this topic is about my my, my humanity. That's what's yeah. important and to t- me. Until my kids are safe to be born into this world and have opportunity to not be looked at in, as a threat, we're going to keep talking about it. We have to. We are at a we are at a changing point in this life, and we can yeah. we can go. Okay, this is cool and get complacent, and then nothing will ever change. But right now, we can kick in the door and yeah. keep it moving. So keep them kicking. Um, oh. But our last little piece of culture cops, please be mindful that uh, in the midst of racism, racisming so hard. Uh, like Gary said earlier, Corona is still a thing. So please be mindful. Um, also, in the midst of coronavirus, Trump and his Cheeto puff like self decided that he wanted to remove the United States from the World Health Organization. Um, <laughs> people are supporting it. That's the gag. One guy, literally, one guy who might I add is against the right for abortion, decided that his comment was, "I absolutely agree. Take our taxpayers' dollars out of the World Health Organization and put them towards actually solving something." But um, let's not forget, Trump also dismantled the group that that was a part of his administration that was keeping track of Corona. So I'm not really sure who's right. paying and attention anymore or tracking yay. anything. But uh, it's not the government, so yay. Um, I just I don't really know if you need any more reason not to vote for him or to maybe like find a way to sign in to have his name taken off the ballot altogether. I don't even know how you find the reasons to vote for him. Like your excuses are running out. Like you are trying if you still have a reason to vote for this man. Just call me the number to my face. Honestly. At this point, just call me. Like that's where that's where we're at. Yeah. Like frankly, he still has little brown kids locked up in cages on the border. So let's not forget. Let's let's not forget about that. Like like as important as black lives are right now. There are still little brown kids locked up at a border. Oh, my God. So, um, but on a happy note, as we come to the end of Culture Cops, it is Black Music Month. Please be mindful that some of the best music in the entire world has come from the black community, from gospel to rap to pop to techno to to house music to rock. Literally, black people have touched every genre, with the exception of maybe, like, Screamo. Mm, but we're in there too. Maybe there too. We're we're in there. Are we? Are, yeah. yeah. So uh, death metal metal bangs hard with equality and being mm. black eyes matter. So okay. Shout out to punk rock and okay. shout out to metal for yeah man um, showing us love. So it is Black Music Month. I think we're I think we're gonna take the initiative to put together a uh, Black Music Month playlist for you guys. Um, I hope you enjoy. I will. Yeah, I'm gonna do that for us. That's gonna be a thing. We're gonna put together a Black Music Month playlist. Down. Yeah. Uh, some of our favorites, and we will post it on our Instagram page for you all to find. So just to run through our culture cops really quickly in case you felt a little confused as we were talking about, which I don't think you should have because we were pretty concise. White lives and all lives matter was trending, but not for the reason you thought. Uh, K-pop fans were trolling it. And frankly, if you want to go see it, it's probably still happening. Uh, Blackout Tuesday was a thing that the community came together to do to do our best to make sure that we are in solidarity with everything that's going on in the world. And with that, who have you unfollowed? Because you're probably unfollowing people and you're probably unfollowing some brands that frankly took too long to respond to the situation it's time, time to clean it up you know you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to pacify also we're sick of the pacification from police officers in case you all missed that piece kurt franklin and fred hammond absolutely lifted our spirits last sunday with their versus tv giving us all of our young life feels if you went to church you heard stomp and you <laughs> certainly heard bread of heaven um people are planning to celebrate juneteenth so june 19th be mindful i do believe it's a weekend day so it's going to be a good time to Year, people yeah. are pulling up for it. Um, Donald Trump Cheeto Puff has removed the U.S. from the uh, World Health Organization as well as turning the entire White House off and hiding in a bunker that earned him the name Bunker Bitch or Bunker Boy. Yikes. Uh, The Marines as well as the state of Virginia are taking down all Confederate flag and uh, Confederate monuments. So congratulations. It took you all entirely too long. And yes, last but not least, it is Black Music Month. Bow, bow. All right, y'all. Uh, we're going to move on to Bridge Talk now. 
Uh, we're going to talk about the three cases that are on our hearts and minds the most right now, which is the Ahmaud Aubrey case, mm-hmm. uh, Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. and of course, George Floyd. So, Sav, can you give us a rundown of those three cases and what's going on? Yes. So, for those of you all who do not know the background, uh, Breonna Taylor would have been 27 this past Saturday, which was a 26-year-old EMT uh-huh. who was working um, really, again, as a member of this organization or this institution that's supposed to be there to protect people and um she was killed in her home um the officers that were going into her home had a no-knock warrant which apparently as i was listening to a podcast explained it to me a no-knock warrant is something that has to be assigned um and approved by a judge where officers feel like they're in imminent danger by entering into this home if they announce who they are right so let's start there somebody had to sign off on this trash where that's more complicated and frustrating is that the person that they were actually looking to arrest had been arrested hours before they entered her home so what are you doing dummy what are you doing so they entered into her home no knock warrant they knocked on the door I guess just to make sure anybody was there because, you know, you're clearly on trash. And her boyfriend, uh, oh, Kenneth Walker. Her boyfriend's name was Kenneth Walker. And they knocked on the door. He was like, yo, what's going on? Who is it? Because keep my eyes late. He had enough time to call 911 before they burst into their home and shot off enough rounds to kill her in her sleep. Wow. And then had the audacity to cuff and try to charge this man for hitting a police officer with a bullet and he's he's been let go he's been let go since yes but y'all really had the goal to enter into a home with a no-knock warrant for somebody that you'd already caught kill somebody that was technically a part of your team because she was an emt charge her boyfriend for protecting himself Mm -hmm. in a castle doctrine state which essentially is like open carry they you have the right to protect your castle any way to get off any like any are way, you kidding any way for them to get off and find an excuse are to, you kidding so that is Brianna Taylor's case she was murdered in March um her case is just now being reopened by the FBI thanks to us uh, are doing thanks to, to us marching yes thanks thanks thank you for saying her name my god thank you for saying her name um that whole situation honestly and truly is just 16 types of messed up because um the body cams that the officers are wearing as they enter into her home with a no-knock warrant were turned off. Oh, wow. Of course they yeah. were. And I think that's one thing that I really questioned when I, I didn't realize that body cams can be turned off. In a police officer's car, when the lights turn on, their dash cam automatically turns on. Mm-hmm. But body cams have the option of being turned on and off. And so in Brianna's case, body cams are off. Those are the things so, that we need to have changed. Right? So what does that mean? That means that it's their word against yours. Yeah, of course. Unless of course you have protesting going on, saying, no, this is some trash. Right. So that's Brianna Taylor's case. Um, she would have been 27 this past Saturday. So happy birthday, love. Um, we are so sorry that you're not here we are so sorry that you're not here our, our uh, condolences go out to your family and your friends that had relationship with you to your boyfriend who was trying to protect you and wasn't able to do that and to his mental as he has to deal with that going through his everyday life right and we will continue to fight for you and say your name absolutely um moving on we have george floyd which as everybody knows if you haven't seen the video he was a father he was a husband he was a, a community member somebody a friend um he was i'm not even sure why they had him on the ground to be real with you i was so messed up behind watched the videos didn't really take the time to get the full details but he was held down on the ground and there was a man with his with his uh, knee an officer who i would rather not name but his name is uh darren chauvin. darren chauvin who had his knee in the back of his neck for eight minutes and 42 seconds and in that time snuffed his life out of him literally snuffed his life out it was awful he was crying for his mother he was asking for air he said please i can't breathe and i swear we've said this before and for some reason it's not sticking because y'all don't like us anyway so we can really be honest but what really had me messed up was that the other people that were standing around for george floyd's death had their hands in their pockets and were telling people hey can you back up hey we're trying to handle something while people are like yo put like check on him check on him check on him and no one checked on him not one of the officers um but because of our protesting so yet again people doing what they have to do making sure voices are heard um not only has Derek chauvin had his charges upped from third i think de- it was third degree to second, second degree yeah. Yes. Not only has they ha- not only has he had his charges upped, um, but the officers that allowed him to do what he did were also arrested. And let's be mindful that some of those officers were also black. So let me just say this with all vehemence in my soul, all skin folk and kin folk. Don't That's forget right. that. That's right. 
Um, so that's what's happening with his current situation. Uh, and let's just be mindful too that Chauvin was hot trash and had been hot trash. He had 18. Wild record. 18 other situations where people had reported him and there had been issues. How does stuff like that happen? 18. 18? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I can't get three occurrences at work and I get fired. Right, and we get fired. So I don't understand how you can have 18 literally on your, on your record eight that is wildly astounding but i'm sure that's not the most of cops out here no not at all but that that's just the one they happen to dig up 18 that's absolutely outlandish to me and so uh yeah that's that's some that's some hot garbage um and not to mention that the initial autopsy report for uh oh my god Floyd's murder because it was a murder, said that it was, what, a pre-existing heart condition? Oh, yeah, of course. He he was, you know, big guy, black guy. Yeah, he, big he black guy. Had, yeah, he already, he already had, had conditions. Then we, we took him down to the ground. It just yeah, caused it just, that. Oh, God, you know. it caused him to, like, exasperate, and he ended up killing him. No. no it was your knee on the back of his neck so uh that was annoying but thankfully his family was able to raise the money or they had the money to get a second autopsy that proved murder and so um that is what is going to be used in court and that is something that is going to be really interesting when it comes time to have preliminary hearings that will decide if these things are going to go to trial um at the end of the day defense defense attorneys are good at their jobs like if, if a police station is hiring a defense attorney they are the best at their job to get their people off so um it is gonna be really interesting to kind of watch that fate that case unfold Please Please be mindful that, like Garrett said, this isn't a speedboat. This is a an ocean tanker. And yeah, ocean liner. An whatever. ocean liner. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to take time. It's a slow <laughs> process. We're not actually going to see like trials until around next year. So just be mindful that it's going to take us being vocal that entire time for change to actually happen. But while we're on the topic of preliminary hearings, um, Ahmaud Arbery's case did just recently have its preliminary hearing that is going to be pushed through to a trial. Um, what's messed up about Ahmaud Arbery's case, again, if you don't know him or don't know the background, um, he was a black man jogging in his own neighborhood who was killed by a father and son. Mm-hmm. who were um vigilantes. just being racist yeah racist vigilante cops yep because because then nobody you didn't do the 800 hours at least the other drugs did the 800 hours you just decided that you were community watch like get gone with that bs in that madness but um those two jokers have since been arrested and charged with um, his murder, Ahmad's murder. So, God bless the saints. But again, what's crazy about that? That crap happened in March. It took y'all until May to make an arrest. Why? Because the country said, nah, this is some garbage. This is some absolute trash. We're not about to let this happen again. And certainly not by a bunch of randos or strangers. So um, they had him arrested. But what was really interesting about Ahmad's case that actually kind of pissed me off and blew me out the water was that his case went through anywhere from three to four different attorneys, um, or excuse me, district attorneys that are in charge of or that were in charge of determining what happened with his case mm-hmm. and all of all, every time he got somebody he got pushed to the side but um it got picked up by the gbi which is the georgia bureau of investigation and within 36 hours they had enough information to not only arrest the two people that were responsible for his murder but also charge them and now what they're looking to do is build a hate crime around that case I mean you they have him standing over his body the yep. one with has the witness not even yep. a witness he's kind of charged too since you were yep. filming and following them yep. uh, they have him standing over his body calling him an effing nigger so, yep. so we're, I mean, I mean we're again, here like, so like and, and that was what the one lady was saying that I was listening to in this um, live that I was enjoying because it was quite informative she was saying that the hardest thing that they're going to have to do right now is gather enough evidence to prove that it was a hate crime she's like they'll get murder but a hate crime is what is going to be wanted in this case i think is you i think that case is the biggest showing of the reasons why it's important mm-hmm. to vote in local elections yeah. for it to get bounced around that much around the By county DAs in right. the county like so that dude. just shows you that they were all buddy buddy chummy chummy district and, attorneys and if you don't have a say in that then they're just going to hire each other yeah. and they're going to be homies it's, is it nepotism get, is that the word of course and they're going to get each other off yeah. and that is that is the way this world works if you are not yep. actively yep. fighting against this and they're going to try to slide some bullshit past you oh quickly 
and get their homies in yeah. and then get their homies off when it comes time. So yeah. we need to remember to keep fighting, be vigilant, and vote. Yeah. Vote, vote. V-O-T-E. It's not even hard. If you're 18 and you, don't, and you haven't voted yet, if you were eligible and able, shame on you. Absolutely shame on you. But um, that's what's going on with those three cases. As things are updated, I will keep you updated um, the best I can. Uh, district attorneys are really important to be mindful of. Appar- I-, I talked to a friend. Apparently, we don't all have district attorneys. Some of them are appointed, but your local judges are important. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes you vote for county sheriff, sometimes you don't. Yeah. But really just local judges. Yeah, local in general. Like, you got to keep it, you got to think, if your friend gets arrested and they're in front of your local judge, what does your judge stand for? What does your judge believe in? What are they going to do? I know there's a lot of people that I know who have had tough times with certain judges because Mm -hmm. they're just a stickler for certain stuff. And then there are other judges that let you slide. So all those are important to have judges that look like you are represent, like they represent what you stand for. They are lenient to growing the community and not just enforcing strict policies that just throw black men in jail. Yep. So. Because let's be very clear. (laughs) The prison system is a business that is built on the backs of black bodies. So it's slavery in the newest form. Let's yeah. not play. And if you want more information on that, check out 13th. It is a Netflix documentary that I heard is absolutely incredible. It's amazing. It, right? See? I'm, I heard. It's it's incredible. I'm sorry. That was a stupid thing to say. I'm a little tired today, y'all. Um, but the 13th is amazing. It's by Ava DuVernay. And then um, one thing that is be, that people are being mindful of or that attorneys are being mindful of as they're giving out advice to people right now, what is happening in the nation and is going to impact how these cases are handled. Um, if you think about the Amadou Diallo case, and this is the piece of the piece that kind of shook me up a little bit, Amadou Diallo's case, he was a um, black man that was shot, I believe, forty-seven times in New York, and the person that was that shot him got off at the end of the trial because the attorney that he had requested that it be moved to upstate New York to actually have the trial due to the fact that people he in in his attorney's opinion people in the area were too riled up or too involved in the case for there to actually be like an unbiased jury okay. so they moved it up to upstate New York and because that's a what majority white area right, a black man's life was not vindicated properly of course and so I think that it's important that if that does come out for us, that's an actionable item. If they're trying to move the case out of areas that they say are, quote unquote, not able to have a fair case, then the argument needs to be made and petitions need to be signed that says this is a, this this conversation is being had nationwide. So don't move this case out of our county or out of our community where you're going to get a fair jury to yeah. actually give an appropriate answer to the questions that are being asked and an appropriate sentencing for the things that are asking to be charged. I used to think like because of TV shows and stuff that mm-hmm. being on jury duty was like lame and mm-hmm. you, try, you want to get out of it like mm-hmm. you want to find some excuse mm-hmm. you see TV shows and sitcoms yeah. where like yo I gotta get out of jury duty but yeah. when you think about it that's an incredibly important role it's so important because you are deciding the fate of someone's life so mm-hmm. if you replace your black self with some suburban white self and they don't understand so and so struggles and they can't relate where you might say like alright I understand he's young dumb he did a mm-hmm. he made a mistake yep. he shouldn't get this crazy penalty maybe just yep. a slap on the wrist right something like like they would do for their own because yeah. they see themselves and they see yep. oh I did oh, this I did this certain time. silly yep. dumb thing when I was that age yep. but they don't see that for us not because they go always oh, a thug no we see it because you did that same silly dumb thing and got off so you need to be so when you have the opportunity I don't think we should that's just keeping yeah. my mind no that's real we should definitely like you said people yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's 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 a very good point. Be mindful to be involved in, in your local everything as much local as possible now. Yes. But you brought up a really interesting point. You said the person who gets it's being replaced by the suburbanite, and I think that that is a really important piece when you look at suburbs in the city of Cleveland because, like, the city of Cleveland's urban, but a lot of what makes up what makes Cleveland great are the suburbs and the different school districts. But let's not play like those suburbs and utopian-esque places don't have their own type of racism. They don't have their own types of experiences that their students are being exposed mm-hmm. to on a daily basis. Like, I went to Shaker and if anybody has watched Little Fires Everywhere, which everybody has been raving about for a while, you see the socioeconomic and race difference within that show alone. But imagine living and walking through it every day. Right. Um, I know you told me recently something was going on with your school. You want to elaborate a little bit or no? Alright, yeah, we can go into that. Uh, that's going to be like, 
I feel like there's gonna be a few topics. I that's mean, that's cool. Such a that's what we built this podcast off of lightweight. But uh, my small little Christian school and my small little hometown. I'll leave the name out since we're. Um, we had a situation where a few of the black alumni mm-hmm. started bringing up grievances that they felt had gone, gotten swept under the rug, mm. stuff that got stood over. Like a student, an alumni had said that her younger brother mm-hmm. had been whipped That's with an extension cord that is, by a white student. That is crazy. And I like, got told, like, oh, go pick cotton and all that. Like, go back Hell to the cotton field. No. But the teacher laughed. And staff kind of let it slide. That boy got a one-game suspension from his sport. Excuse me. He had the audacity to be asked. So, and that is, and then that trickled into a massive landslide Mm. of just, I think it's right now at 800 comments of students bringing up grievances, black students from times where, like Mm -hmm. me, where uh, the lights go out for a movie or something Mm -hmm. and they say, oh, smile, we can't see you. That is is so ridiculous. And teachers chuckling and stuff like that. What made you think that was okay? to say and what made y'all think it was okay to accept it and make make it cool but it, and it's that the heck, and that's what you go through as a as the school only, kid and I feel like only. that's a lot of a lot of kids so this week um, faculty and staff well the president of the school um, has been reaching out to black alumni well yeah. vocal black alumni and he seems to really want change um, yeah. so I feel like I'm going to be more active this mm-hmm. year in the school but that is because you had a bunch of students mm-hmm. going on a social platform tagging the school yeah. tagging local news newspaper and, yep. and and websites yeah. who do the news and being like, no, this is not okay. So it's all the things that are going on in the world, yeah, yeah, are going on. And it's just it's about diversity it's about diversity, it's about representation. And when you have a school where you don't feel represented, you have a hard time mm-hmm. knowing yourself. Like we had a a quick talk about how uh, a student from me and the uh, the, the president, mm-hmm. we had to talk about how the students, the black students, you don't really know yourself until you go to college, and then you learn what it's like to be black. Mm-hmm. Like you have to shrink yourself. It's a bubble. Yeah, you have to shrink yourself while yeah. you are in this bubble yeah. to fit the norms, yep. to shrink your blackness. Yeah. And so I need to bring that up. He brought that up. The, oh, the white president it. was the like, white president realized they it. want to expand. And, and not have their black and students of color have to shrink themselves mm-hmm. and feel like it's okay. So I feel like we did a great service. So shout out to the, the black women alumni of Open Door who made that possible. Let me just say, like I said before, I'll say it again. I'm going to say it today. I die. Black women are out here running crap. We're running it because the Black Lives Matter movement was started by two women. Mm-hmm. And it was run by two women. But who got all the attention? Deray McKesson. Okay? And that's great. No no, no, no shade. We love Deray. But yeah. people don't know the names of the two women that started the Black Lives Matter movement. Why? Because everyone does their best to acknowledge and does their best to make sure that black men are seen and because that's where they think all of the pain is freaking felt. No. Black women have to in turn hold that black man up while having our own issues. So don't, look, I'm not the one. Don't ever come because y'all want to be us so bad. You want to be a black woman so bad. You want my behind. You want my hair. You want my lips. Curly hair just got popular and that grew out of my head forever. We just got popular. You want to be us so bad, but you don't want to acknowledge us. But we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll have a whole side podcast see, on that. So see, the, the grievances are real. The grievances are real out here in these streets. But I think I think that's a really important part to bring up. Suburbanite black kids go through trash to for what their parents are assuming to have a better experience than if we were to put you in a better chance at an educational future if than if we were to put you in a majority black school district, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that is our experience. Suburban black kids go through full education systems from high school, from, from pre-K to college without experiencing one black teacher. Mm-hmm. They'll experience a black security guard. All the people that are in the lunchroom are black. All the people that are cleaning the rooms are black. But you won't see a black 
principal. You won't see a black teacher. You won't see a black face that cares about you outside a, of your family. I didn't have a black teacher until my freshman year of college. Same. I was I went to a lot of different types of schools, but in my public school experience at Shaker, I think I had one black teacher. And and I had some incredible I had an incredible principal named Mr. Hutch. But I don't I can't remember I, I and the fact that I even have to think about it. That alone's a problem. Mm-hmm. We don't have representation for students of color in general. There is not there was not one the Spanish teacher was white. Yes. Like, yep. like this, like, like that, yep. like, come on. Yep. Same. What was it? What was an Asian professor? Because there may have been one teaching math, which in itself yeah, problematic. Mm-hmm. But you, you mean, see if, what I'm saying? If you're good at math, I mean, I mean, if you're good at math, they'll like do I, it. I, but like, I you, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, right. I'm not gonna hold you, but it's just, like it's it's a problem. Like it's a problem for students of color in general. And suburbanite neighborhoods are oftentimes factories trying to push out politicians or pushing out the next business owners, mm-hmm. the next country club members so on so forth but if you don't fit into that mold and what that looks like to any degree you're gonna catch hell so if you're a little gay kid who's vocal about being gay you're gonna catch hell if you're black god forbid you're anything other classism is a lot yeah it's It's a a whole lot of trash so um just be mindful that if you're in a suburb if you're in a suburban area call that trash out call it out for what it is because the same crap that we're going through in the streets is the same thing that your kids are going through at school and i think that's the thing though and i brought this up um when you are 15, 16, it's hard to articulate yourself and how you feel. So you might be in the school system for so and so long and you might be in an all white space, but it's hard to speak up when you're in that all white space as a 15 year old black kid. Like, how are, who's going to listen to you? Who's going to take you seriously? And if they don't validate what you're saying, you're going to feel like, oh, what shoot, like, what did I just do? Like, I've kind of put a just ostracize myself. Yeah, I put, a, my back. I put a target on my back. So you have to, you pick and choose your moves so carefully. And yeah. that is what I mean by shrinking yourself and making yourself less than so you can fit into this bubble. And I told the president that I, there needs to be, and I feel like this is for all suburban kids, you need the alumni, the black alumni to go back to, you don't want teenagers having your phone number, mm-hmm. but if there's some kind of system that we can set up in place to have students who don't feel like their voices are being heard by staff, their parents are trying to get the word out, it's getting swept under the rug, mm-hmm. they go, all right, bet, I'm going to reach out to my alumni, and, and you need to have gonna, alumni be like, yo, what's up, and they're going to roll up for yeah, you. Yeah, they're going to come out here and pop and off. That is important for the black kids who are at the all-white schools. You need that older black person who's like, all right, yeah, I put up with this. I know exactly Exactly what they're and saying. And we're not letting it happen. And yet. I'm not letting it happen again to my young black alumni who yeah. are my, you know, they're not alumni yet, but I'm not gonna let them happen to this. I don't want them to run away and go to the public school or the or run away to the all black school. Like they should feel welcome here. And I'm going to do my part since I know my life used to be hell. I'm going to continue to fight for them. So yeah. I felt like it started off as a crazy story of going on, but then I feel like it turned into a little bit of a positive and. Um, Honestly, I feel like all this has turned into a little bit of a positive. As much as the world is burning, uh, the world needed to burn a little bit to create change. We needed for our white ally yeah. friends to get pepper sprayed and Billy clubbed in the face yeah. so they can see what this, we a, see. Hey, this is our history. This is that You are no longer seen as the white kid who's protected. You're now seen as a problem. Yeah. And not because you did anything, but just because... You stood, you stood you by stood, me. You stood for righteousness. Yeah, you stood by me. So like, you got hit too. So you got hit too. So I think, I think that that takes us to what's going to be the final point for Bridge Talks today. And it's definitely going to be focused around um, the rioting and the and kind of what that looks like, what that means, and hopefully give you a different perspective on why it's happening. Um, and in my opinion, why it's almost important. Um, so as we said before, almost every city has had a protest in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, 18 different countries. So yep. people around the world who are black are like, yo, black, like it matters. <laughs> there was a video where in the UK they were saying, black lives matter, <laughs> black lives matter. And it's funny, somebody's like, yo, that British accent is different. I mean, we're everywhere. We are, we are you feel everywhere. Me? 
Um, but in the midst of these protests, you have people who are dancing, people who are um, doing their best to hold hands and laugh. I really don't. Agree, I don't. I don't agree with bringing kids to it because I feel like it. Those kids are already in a really difficult position. But I don't. I don't want to see a, a five year old getting blasted in the face, pepper spray because mm-hmm. these cops don't care. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as a parent, just make. Wait, I want to be just a little bit older. Like I'm not comfortable with like six, seven year olds marching. I think it's cute, but I also don't think it's smart because it's also a crowd full of people. If your kid gets snatched right. in the middle of protest, I'm just not a fan. Right, I but, understand um, that. People are doing their best to protest and expose their kids to things, which is important. But I think it sucks that you have to expose a six-year-old to racism in the first place. I mean, she would um, grow up with it anyway. I mean, you're right, but six is too damn young. Like, and and not not to say that it's not a conversation that should be that should be being had because it has to be had, and she's absolutely going to grow up with it in the first place. But I think, like I say, I think it sucks that babies aren't allowed to be babies. Mm-hmm. Kids aren't allowed to be kids. Um, but so, are, but but when are black kids allowed to be kids? Never. Whenever, but that's I mean, my we point. All, I'm yeah, tired. we all learned we all learned the certain rules of the game when you were a young like you learn it early you don't touch anything when you're at the store nope. you keep your hands out of your pockets you always ask for a bag yep. when you leave the store you yep. gotta have a receipt yep. all those little things I'm sure white parents don't teach those things no, so not at all. all, all the those tiny little things that, that we have to watch know. out for and it sucks that they're pets it's like generational they're passed down like I said it's awful and even like the over sexualization of little black girls at an early age like little black girls don't get to do the same things little white girls get to do mm-hmm. like going on a date at like 13 over sexualizes you that again whole different conversation for a whole different day but with the um with the protests that are going on and making sure people see that our lives are valuable and our lives are important that we not only deserve to be here but we have a right to be here not that you get to give me permission to walk in here and take up space um they have gone from peaceful to real aggressive real quick mm-hmm. you know it is what it is and um people have had opinions on how it should shouldn't be rioting and how people need to keep it peaceful and da 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 but I think the thing that I say to them is what do you say to a crowd full of peaceful protesters when they get tear gassed and peppered or pepper sprayed and maced like do you, do you assume that peace is going to all or that peace met with violence is also going to come back with peace I guess you just don't I, I don't know where I stand um I'm not for the protests I'm not for the rioting I'm not for the looting, but at the same time, I'm not. I don't, I'm not mad about it either. I'm not. Mm. I'm not going to denounce it. At the same time, I'm not. I'm not for it. I also don't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like it's, it's like it's like I'm not. I'm not. Like, I'm not going to do it. But I'm not. I'm not. Gonna I stop care you. more about these black bodies being destroyed by police mm-hmm. than I do what Target has going on. Even the mom and pop stores, as much as they matter, um, there's insurance for a reason. And yes, some might not have it, Mm -hmm. but once again, black bodies matter more to me. And I'm not going to tell someone how to feel when you have watched Injustice your entire life. So fix it and it'll stop. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just, I'm tired. Like, what do you want me to do? Tell my people to... Like, hey, don't be angry like hey, that. Don't, don't be don't angry be like angry that. that way. Don't be mad that way. Okay, I don't, cool. that's not my place because I'm just as mad. So I'm going to say, yo, I'm going to go, mm, I'm going to throw my hands up and walk away. Yeah. Whatever they do is what they do. After I'm done marching and protesting, if they start to throw and tear up your cop car, that ain't, that ain't on me. That's right. on you. Yeah. Where you worry about it, not me. And see, I, I was at the same mindset, right? I was at, I was at the like, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't really, uh, I don't think it's for me and I'm not about to go out and break nothing because that's not my ministry like I don't really have time to be getting cut up on the glass or <laughs> caught up smelling like smoke my hair takes too long to wash <laughs> but um I initially was just like super kind of against it I'm like you all are completely like deterring the movement but then it occurs to me where is peace really gotten us nowhere okay cool so if we're gonna do that history we've done we've gotten things by violence i just don't understand how it's not for black people but it's for everyone else throughout history throughout the world's history eurocentric history you Mm -hmm. have gotten everything through force yep so now that i want my rights and my humanity and you're not listening so i'm going to take it by force it's now oh no please peaceful protest you've never in your life it's never protested never gonna work so please don't tell me how to do how i feel in my please heart. don't shun me for doing what the hell you did like that is the most hypocritical crap in the world so like i said um i was initially on your pov right and again still on on a, a piece of me not a piece of me I'm, I'm not doing it i'm not about to go burn nothing down it's not gonna make me feel any better to be real with you like i said i've been i've been fighting this fight since high school and i'm 25 so mm-hmm. 
that's just not where I'm at anymore. If you caught me as a sophomore in college, I would have said, burn it to the ground. I'm here for it. Let's make it shake. I would have thrown the dag on first. What's a little fire bomb thingy with the gas? <laughs> Molotov. Well, I would, have, I would have thrown the first Molotov bomb unapologetically, but... I made a Molotov one. I have since... It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't do nothing, what? though. Yeah, it was fun. It was like a junior Who high. are you? Like gasoline in a bottle. We tried to throw yeah. it. But I was like weak. So when I threw it, it didn't break. <laughs> so then my friend threw it, and then it broke. And it was just, it was fun. High school stuff. Not even high school, like junior high. <laughs> kids stuff in the country. Country kid stuff. Anyway, continue on. I am dead. But um, I listened to this video that I'm going to post on the IG page. Because I think it's a very interesting point of view. And I, I'm not, it's not to change anyone's mind but I was speaking to a white co-worker <laughs> and she actually changed my mind on the protest she or on the looting and the writing and I was like I'm not necessarily sure that I agree yet and she was like why not and so we kind of got into a conversation she's like I think it's crazy because I think the complete opposite she's like I think that if things hadn't gotten violent the people wouldn't be talking yeah of course and I was like hmm get me together yeah, change my sure, mind so sure. I mean so that conversation happened and it shook me up a little bit because I was like, hmm, why didn't I see that first as a black person? Why was I so pressed to be peaceful? Because like, you, you were worried that the narrative was going to get flipped and, Absolutely. That, and that we weren't going to get validated. And then our worry was because, you know, like, we do it all the time. Like, oh, and as soon as something gets burnt up, it's like, oh, see, they were just being they angry were just black being folks. angry black And folks. then everything we just said and all the real reasons and all the things we listed out yeah. just get thrown out the window. So, yeah. so that was my frustration. But then I watched a video. And again, I'm going to post the video because I think it gives a much more, um, it's a much more concise and clear history on why the rioting and the looting in particular is happening and almost why it's necessary. Well, not necessary, excuse me, not necessary. She forces you as a listener to her words to change your point of view on what is happening. She was like, people talk about the peaceful protest and that's great. That's necessary. Cool. No problem. She's like, but then they turn around. They're like, okay, but we're not here for the looting and the rioting. All right, bet. No problem. But then she goes into this piece where she goes, but if you're looking at the looting and the rioting, you're not focusing on why it's happening. Mm -hmm. She was like, the rioting, or she said the, the rioting is happening because people are angry. Yeah. And frankly, it's like playing a, a, a 400 rounds of Monopoly and then you give me nothing. And I'm going to flip over the table eventually. Okay. And then after playing 400 rounds of Monopoly, you give me the opportunity to play, but I'm playing in a different set of rules than you are. Mm -hmm. And so you expect me to be cool, but I'm tight, right? So right. I'm mad. So and if you're I'm cheating, mad, mad, you're and you're mad. cheating, yeah, you... and any opportunity I get a leg up, you come in and take it. Mm -hmm. But I'm supposed to just be cool. Like, like how am I supposed to? Like, you know what I mean? Right. So exactly. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post it because she explains it much more clearly. And I do hope that you all listen to it. But she was like, you're focusing on what's happening and not why behind it. So people are rioting because they're mad. When we get to the looting, let's acknowledge that people are looting because they don't have enough to feel like I don't need to loot. Mm -hmm. So you will put people in such an oppressed position to where the only way that they can get a leg up or the only way that they feel they can get a leg up is to go in and take it. Right. And I'm also angry, so that just kind of like pairs into what's going you on. You have made a class of just working poor. Like what literally, did you, what do you think was going to happen? Right. I'm just, I just. We're so. At a point now. I love it because her, her final point in that video, she was like, it's not for us. There was supposed to be a social contract where people came in that were supposed to protect us and they didn't. They're killing us. And if we're being honest, police were never put here to protect us in the first place. They were literally put together as ways to catch mm -hmm. slaves. So y'all can, can keep your police, quite frankly. We'll police our daggone selves. Uh, BPP forever. Black Panther Party. Wazam. But, um... It just, it shook me up the way she said it. And she was like, you all are lucky. She's like, you all need to be lucky or need to be happy that black people are looking for justice and not revenge. And I said, ooh, ooh. I mean, she's right. Ooh, ooh. But that's the fear. That's why, ooh. that's why they created the police. That's why Absolutely. they There's a fear have their that foot they on our neck wrong. all the time. It's because yeah. they fear that one day it's we gonna will stop seek being revenge. Peaceful. But us as a people are forgiving. Yeah, right? It's it's like innate. We're it's accepting. Like innate. We, we allow people to come into our culture and take. And, and, take, we, and take and take and take. We and allow take. them to come into our culture and then disrespect the culture. Yep. And then we forgive. Like, and then no, we forgive no, it's and cool. forgive. We, we'll find it. Like, it's fine. Like, we'll still spend our dollar here. So it's, We'll still support. So, yeah, it's... I'm sorry if your stuff gets burned down. But I don't care. But just know it's for the it's for for a better cause, and we're gonna come out better for it. Yeah, you got insurance, dog. It's gonna be rough. Like it's gonna be a rough little time. You getting back together, but you are gonna be all right. 
you gonna be all right so um that's our bridge talks for today just to recap we gave you background of what's happening right now with the stories before brianna taylor's case uh george floyd's case as well as ahmaud arbery uh, we talked about suburban nightlife and what it is to be a black kid within a suburban community where uh your friend that is black and is a drug dealer is being harassed by the cops but the white kid that's selling i don't know what are those quaaludes no i do selling quaaludes and cocaine out of his locker is getting high-fived by if the you have quaaludes in 2020 <laughs> text me <laughs> Not text me. Uh, Then we went into what the riots were and what was going on. So that's our bridge talk for this week. We are finally back to a place where um, we can talk about actionable change. Um, So I think Garrett made a really good point. You said continue talking about it. That's really important. It's necessary. We got to keep pushing forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure you are active in your local elections because those are the things that are going to... um, help you the most educate yourself as much as you can we will post things on our instagram story different books you can read uh things along those lines and then just make sure that you're aware of what's going on not only around you with the cases because as things pop up we need to sign them we need to make sure that we're aware of what's going on and we're able to do it so that's our bridge talks for the day um we are going to do this last little section called cleveland can do's we're going to wrap it up hey cleveland can do cleveland can do's we can go outside again yes we can It's, it's getting great outside guys and as you all hope Hopefully, know we are a Cleveland-centric podcast, and so we do our best to make sure you know what you can do in the Cleveland area versus dog in the city and trying to leave. There are things to do here. Enjoy it. Um, the Waterloo Arts District is running their arts exhibit for the next almost month. It's running from Friday, June 12th until July 3rd. It is Waterloo's way of giving local artists the opportunity to be seen. Uh, people go and they decorate storefronts and put together art installations and then give people the opportunity to walk through and actually go ahead and be a part. Um, gonna be really exciting. I'm really hype about it. I have some friends that are gonna be a part, and as I get more information on what they're doing and what they're showing, I'll make sure to drop it on the next episode of the podcast because it will still be happening at that point. Um, so that's opening back up. Outside is open, which also means what's open, Gary? Uh, we've got the aquariums are gonna be open back up. Bow, Theaters, bow. roller skating rinks. Ooh, uh, all that will be opening back up on June 10th. Hey and now, the zoos are gonna reopen on June 17th. Okay. Um, so things are opening back up. Just remember to social distance let's be smart so we don't lose all summer still yeah and i mean if you still have older family members it's probably still a good idea if you want to stay safe yeah if you want to be out and kicking it then let's probably just you know pick and choose your times make sure that you're healthy before you go visit folks that you care about that are older um but because a whole lot's not like happening as of yet event wise we do want to make you all aware that there are a lot of black businesses that you can support circulate your dollar within the black community Mm -hmm. um there is a post that was put on by um or put out by i think it was the cleveland um crap who are they Cleveland scene cleveland it was no it wasn't cleveland scene it was another it, it was a cleveland centric instagram whatever oh, okay. that um put out black owned businesses in cleveland it dropped on june 2nd and it's a guide to black businesses in cleveland you've got everything from bakeries oh, the cleveland bucket list did there this. we go cleveland right. bucket yeah, list. there yeah, we yeah, go my fault no, you're good. Um, they put out everything from bakeries and coffee shops to, I don't even know. Um, barbers, bars, restaurants. Barbers, um, bars, and restaurants. Look, killing it. Uh, facilities for like gyms. Yeah. Black-owned gyms that yeah, I didn't did you, even did know. Did you know that. Rise was owned by a black man? I did not know that. I was shook. Rise is actually like a phenomenal workout. Too. But isn't that Rise Nation? Yeah, isn't it's Rise Nation. LeBron got but, here? Yeah, LeBron got it here, mm. but the guy who owns it is black. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, like No, that's, not like worldwide, but like the one in dope. Cleveland. That's very is a black man. That's very dope. There's art, art galleries and art installations that are black around yeah. Cleveland. So we'll start posting these on our Instagram. Yerp, yerp. And getting them out there um, just so we can start supporting black-owned business because as much as we need to support local business yeah. and keep that going in the age of corona, uh, let's support that the local black businesses that are yeah. flourishing and make sure that we have the representation that we want to see in all areas of life from yeah. gyms to restaurants and barbers and as much as we love our beauticians and stuff, we yeah. also... There's a bunch of other people. There's auto... Yeah, we also do yoga. Planners. We do yoga. We love plants. We love <laughs> people, planting and gardening. A plant owns so, a black uh, plant spot here in Cleveland. Like, 
like we, we we can do it all so we're gonna do our best to support it all so as things mm-hmm. pop up like you said we'll let you know we'll post this list on our instagram page so that you will have access to it um we are wrapping up here we are gonna head up out this joint on one last note just be mindful that um with everything going on keep take care of your mental if you need a break take a break if you need to cry cry if you mm-hmm. need to eat a freaking carton of ice cream and talk about this crap with your friends do that communicate if you are feeling down um i know that i needed a break this weekend i took a i unplugged mm-hmm. had to ride my bike had to be out in nature had to be on the sun um i'm thankful for those outlets because as much as i love fighting the good fight um you get exhausted quick because we have to still live our lives we still have to go to work most of us every day so trying to juggle both and be a social justice warrior um is exhausting so remember to smile and find times to laugh and when you gotta cry just cry but um remember that uh we love you we care about you we care about you and if you need to talk uh we got you yeah man so this has been the talk your talk podcast episode six we are heading up out of here yes we are uh just remember hashtag black lives matter at all times at all times (laughs) uh this has been savannah this has been garrett we'll talk to you guys soon peace Peace. defund the police (laughs)